The Legendarium Podcast is brought to you by, by you. So please visit patreon.com slash legendarium to, to support the show. But for now, welcome to, to the Legendarium. Welcome everybody to the Legendarium Podcast. It's a special episode. Today we are discussing Rhythm of War. Book four in the Stormlight Archive. I am Craig. He is Ryan. Ryan is here with me. Um, so it's a special episode because this is our spoiler-free review. Now, Legendarium me, Zero. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Let me caveat that a little bit and say, all right, as we record, Rhythm of War is one week from being released. I'm hoping to release it a few days uh, before the book's release date um, so that you can listen to it and get pumped, uh, get psyched for the book release, and you know, hopefully we're able to do that. I'll, I'll talk to Brandon's team about that. But... Um, I also want to caveat it and say that part one is available online. You can read all of part one. So as far as I'm concerned, we're, uh, it's, it's open season on part one of the book. It probably won't be a focus of this discussion, but if we do want to discuss something from part one, Ryan, I, th- I think that's open. Okay. That's all good right. to know. I generally speaking with this one i think uh, even those my original intent before we got the uh, art copies was to wait until it came out and read everything at once so i know there's some of you out there who are probably in the same boat who haven't dived into, right. into that um if that's the case then you may just want to err on the side of caution and not go through and don't listen to this episode yeah just no, yeah because the the kind of person <clears throat> excuse me the kind of person who just wants to you know oh no i'm gonna wait and have the whole experience all at once that's the kind of person who probably wants to avoid any whiff or semblance of any kind of a spoiler and don't even want to know if you like it because then i'll settle an expectation exactly. for me exactly yeah so this episode yes we are we are not going to give away any plot points character progression stuff we're not going to do any of that but we are going to talk about general impressions and i am going to talk about the giraffe the giraffe okay ryan's going to talk about a giraffe i'm not sure i know what the this is uh, i'm the, kidding i'm kidding there's no giraffe oh, okay or right. is there <laughs> <laughs> now you're just messing with people. Uh, yeah, anyway, so I hope that gives you a good expectation. Um, if you want to be 100% completely fresh, then turn the episode off now. Uh, but if you're okay with general impressions and whatnot, that's what we're going to do for the next, um, you know, 15 to 65 minutes. Until we start looking at each other and going, I don't know what where we're going yeah, with this. Okay, well, let's start with um Jafu's point Jafu is by the way is a beta reader and so he took much delight in tormenting us through mm-hmm. the process of our, uh, of our reading the book um he says i assume ryan absolutely loved the book and craig enjoyed it but it has bones to pick how dare you sir how dare you know my type so well <laughs> <laughs> no, I, Ryan is is the Stormlight Archive like Star Wars for you, where it can do no wrong, and you're going to love every single entry, no matter what. Uh, no, okay. um, and technically neither is Star Wars, but um, let's not dive into that one. The Stormlight Archive is my favorite series, and I do love it, and I do have a bias towards it, and I'm more forgiving of things that other readers may not be with right. it. So you're you know, not going to nitpick so hard. No, um, but. I generally speaking, my my experience with all the Stormlight books has been one uh, where I have been able to find very mu- very high levels of enjoyment and connection to the characters and the storylines, and uh, it's it's been an enjoyable place to be. 
for, right. for the entire series. And that's that's the thing about the Stormlight Archive. If I can pull back and talk about it generally, um, and, and yes, Rhythm of War will feed into this, but the whole thing about the Stormlight Archive is that um, while other stories, they, they got to move. You got to get to the next set piece. You got to get to the next action sequence. What's the what's the resolution of this scene? You know, like who cares in the Stormlight Archive? You're marinating. Mm-hmm. Like that's the the point of this is you are you're you're just being in this world for many thousands of pages. Um and stuff happens. I mean that's not to say stuff doesn't happen, but I guess the point is you're you're in for uh a slower ride than with other uh, series is that fair uh i i can back that um i can back that statement i think that the pacing of the of these books all of them across the board we talked uh, in a prior episode that there's there tends to be a little bit of a ramp up in these because they are epic fantasy they're covering we're we're essentially reading five smaller books right in one thing so there Three. is uh, there is a setup there so uh to say that we're we're marinating and that we're spending it i don't feel like that we're sitting here like reading about the texture of the, the no, rock no. buds and stuff like that but it, it's not it's not moby dick um necessarily but there are elements of that like yeah. if, if this were a regular fantasy novel or heaven forbid a regular regular novel then you wouldn't be allowed to go through in the way of kings and have uh you know discussions about the different kinds of rock buds and exactly how we harvest the grain from them and you know like you couldn't do that but in this yeah. you can because well, and the whole concept of the interludes would be out the window because going to these entirely into these characters that have nothing to do with your main plot line just to introduce a concept that you might revisit five books down the road, like yeah. Yeah, yeah. just not a not a feasible thing to do in a normal series. So part of the reason I bring this particular thing up, whether you love it or hate it about the Stormlight Archive, Rhythm of War has that in spades. There's a lot of marinating that goes on in this book. Is that fair? You're just, it's, you're experiencing the world. Yes. Uh, Yes. And not necessarily just going from event to event to event. Yes, I can agree with that because you've made the comment before that the, and I don't feel like this is in spoiler range, that we deal a lot with Roshar, with the the planet itself. Uh, as a character type thing. It so, kind of feels okay, more so like here's, l- let me give the people my, because <laughs> I think I mentioned this on Discord, I'm not sure, uh, but I'll, I'll give the people my standard refrain on this ever since I finished the book, or even about halfway through. And that's that we've had these three flashback characters, and those are our, our quote-unquote main characters from each book. So, uh, Way of Kings is Kaladin, Words of Radiance is Shallan, Oathbringer is Dalinar, and Rhythm of War is ostensibly about Venli and Eshenai. They get the the flashback chapters. Mm-hmm. That's not a spoiler. That was online a million years ago, so I, I'm not worried about it. But as I was reading, I was like, nope, no. I get that those are the flashback scenes, but they're not the main characters. The main character is Roshar. Mm-hmm. For me, that it really sits in this hybrid. I don't really think that it's not about Venli and Eshenai. We learn about the way that their people are interacting with Roshar and kind of how Roshar is. Yeah. And because of that, it puts Roshar in the into a more a stronger limelight. Yeah. Which I, I which I can understand why you'd say, yeah, it's not really them, but it's still it's it's the they're the lens through which we're seeing this larger picture that we need to understand better for everything to make sense. 
So we learn at the end of Oathbringer, spoilers, I guess, at the end of Oathbringer, that humans are the interlopers on Roshar. Yes. They came from somewhere else. They are the Voidbringers. Um, they do not belong here, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the listeners or singers or Parshendi, whatever you want to call them, they are native to Roshar. Mm-hmm. And so because the focus is on them, Brandon is essentially using that to give you a ton of lore about the planet, how things work around here, that mm-hmm. sort of thing, right? Yes. So I guess I guess that's what I mean. It's not that Venli and Esh and I don't matter. It's just, just that they're a window into something else. Yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, I'm not sure whether or not... This is one of those moments where I'm sitting here going, I have a thought that I'm not sure if I can share or not. You know, <laughs> okay. So mark it and we'll, <laughs> we may come back there. Uh, but I will say that some of those sections that are they are lore intensive, uh, but they are also some of the ones that I had the least amount of interest in following. The the uh, Rosharan lore stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm your farming habits are not what I want. Why doesn't hasn't Kaladin sworn a fourth ideal yet? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is perfect because this kind of <laughs> that's not a spoiler to say that Kaladin doesn't. It does. It doesn't matter. Just saying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, because you you were waiting for that through the. Oh, he's he has set up a couple of really big targets for this book that he had to hit. He had to either do something about it and knock him out, or he had to give us a really good reason why it didn't happen. This book, right? And I'm not going to say what he does or doesn't do with those or whatever. But it was one of those things that a lot of these other pieces that haven't been our main storyline, uh, you know, visiting the the stories and the lore of Roshar and everything it has to be something that really draws you and makes you want to pay attention to it because you have these other things that have already called your attention for, you know, the past three books that you want to deal with. It's like, I I don't care about your rock bud farming. I want us to move on and figure out <laughs> how we're dealing with odium, how so we're dealing with I'm, these things. I'm glad you bring this up because it kind of ties into something that I feel about this book that... I don't know. Maybe it'll end up being controversial, but I'm going to put this out there publicly before the book is released so that I can either be spectacularly wrong or um, amazingly perfectly right. You set up a big pillar to either stand on or have fall on you. <laughs> exactly. So I think that this will be not not to this degree, but kind of in a similar way. Um, don't say Lightbringer. I will. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The book five of Lightbringer, there were choices made where people who loved the series up to that point, they read book five and either said, you know what, no, this, this it ruined the entire series. And others said, no, it made it a transcendently perfect work, you know, whatever. Um, so it was a very divisive book. And similarly, the way that Brandon has written this book. I think will be very divisive. Again, not to the degree that we had with like pull the slider back really hard on it on that for me. I I do think that you are I think that there is potential for what you're talking about, yeah, but I think yeah. at a much much lesser degree than than what I'm feeling. No, again, off that, again, so. a big difference in degree. My point is just that it will I think it'll be divisive. I, I'm very interested to see what the fandom has to say about this book. Yeah. It, it, where, okay, Lightbringer 5 kind of, it broke some people. I don't think this is going to break anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't think people are going to come out and say like, oh, this is a, a bad book and I didn't like this book. I don't think very many people are going to say that. 
What I do think is that this is going to throw a giant wrench into people's rankings. Right now, there's a pretty common consensus. Obviously, you have your outliers. I'm actually one of them. Uh, but the, the common consensus is Words of Radiance is the best of the three so far that have been released. Okay. And then, you know, people uh, might quibble, but usually people say, okay, then it's Oathbringer and then it's Wave Kings, right? Um, but it, it's not a controversial ranking. Mm-hmm. The, the Words of Radiance is number one. Wherever someone puts Rhythm of War will be controversial. Okay. How's that? So whether they rank it and one... And it's going to move. Uh, yeah. It's it, going to move in your rankings. I, I have a feeling it's going to move on subsequent reads. I don't know whether it will move up or down, but it's going to move from your initial re- ranking probably. Yeah. I'm very excited for the reread that we'll do for the show. For Partly for that reason. Also partly so I can remember anything that happens in the book. <laughs> so... Um, Here's a fun fact for you, by the way. Um, speaking of stuff that happens in the book. So this is a part one bit of, of lore. So, if, you know, uh, I, I feel like we're in safe territory here. There is a an airship now. We have airships on Roshar. So this is a, a Fabriel? Fabriel? Mm-hmm. Fabriel? Fabriel. Um, powered airship that Navani and her team invented. And it flies around and it has adventures, et cetera, et cetera. That's all in part one. So, again, off my back. Like chapter one of like part one. two or three. Yeah, something. Anyway, the uh, so we have previously talked about Brandon Sanderson's lair mm-hmm. uh, at, at his home in Utah. And I have visited it recently and can tell you that the theater that he's building in the lair is shaped like the airship, uh, the, the fourth bridge. <laughs> So it's got the like the the ribbed paneling and everything. It's bowed. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks like the inside of a of a the hull of a ship. Man, so there you go. He's gonna have to. He'll have installed like some lighting fabrial things into the you know the baseboards or something that all of a sudden <laughs> it'll kick up. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's very cool space. I do have pictures that I'm not allowed to share, so I'm not gonna. Um, Anyway, well, that's I, just mean. <laughs> I know. I feel like that was a really unfair flex. Sorry, everybody, but it's true. It was it was a fun little tour that I got. So rankings. Now, you know, speaking of which, let's talk about where this fits for us personally. Do you have your book ranking of these four? I do have my book ranking for this. Okay. So where does Rhythm of War fit? Uh, Rhythm of War on my first read is the third of four in the book. So Words of Radiance, Oathbringer, Rhythm of War, and Way of Kings on the first. And I will say, before anyone freaks out, like, oh no, it's not as good or anything like that, uh, our reading experience of this one is also a factor in this because... Let's, let's come back to that. Okay. Yeah, let's come back to the reading experience that we had. But yes, your point is taken. Okay. Um, my ranking is very similar. It's just flipped at the top. I, I think Oathbringer is more affecting Mm-hmm. Uh, to me than Words of Radiance. So it goes Oathbringer, Words of Radiance, Rhythm of War, Way of Kings. So, it, which is, it, it's horrible because when you put something in the bottom, it, automatically people's brains assume that you don't like it. No, Way of Kings is an amazing book, okay? To to be yeah, the least good of four amazing books. Yes, yeah. yeah that's, that's nothing to be ashamed of. The bar is high, so. So, um it's it's just the nature of the beast with epic fantasy as things progress as the world expands as you get to know the characters things get better and better and better so yeah wave kings 
Sorry, sits at the bottom. Um, but yeah, so why does Rhythm of War rank three out of four for us? Uh, a couple things. One, uh, reading experience, I okay. think. Uh, just to jump on that. The fact is, is we have a deadline to put this episode out. And yep. so we have to read it quickly. And we were lucky enough to be able to have access to two different ways to read. We had our hard paper, art copy, and a digital, and a which PDF. was, which was yeah. really nice. It allowed me to read it. And so I picked it up. You picked up the copies and got those on Monday. I started Monday night. I finished sun Saturday night, Sunday morning. You were quick. Yeah. yeah. It was like four or five days. It you seemed know, like. It's, 1200 and some odd pages and i powered through it in five six days reading every chance i had um for a couple of reasons and doing it that way instigated a few feelings in me because there's part of me that's sitting here going i have to read a lot really quickly and so i want you to make it so much that it drives me that I, i'm sitting here going i can't put it down the whole time right. and that's just not a feasible thing to ask for 1200 pages yeah that's i think that's correct um but I think that other entries in the series have done that to a greater degree than Rhythm of War. This is what I'm talking about when I say that Rhythm of War is a marinating book where you just mm -hmm. you just bathe in it for 1,200 pages. And so I had a, I had a, a similar reading time. I averaged about, um, uh, what would that be, 200 pages a day? I, I read it. No, no, it took me a little while. Gosh, how long did it take me? I thought you said it took you 11 days. 11 days, yeah. So 100 plus pages a day. It took me a little while. Um, but I, that's, that's, I'm a slow reader. I like to read every word and, mm -hmm. you know, all that stuff. And so it takes me a while. That was a quick read for me for this many words, and we'll get to that. Um, but that meant that I didn't get to enjoy the book the way I think it is meant to be enjoyed. So there are those who uh, aren't as lucky as we are and are going to get the book on opening day and they don't want to miss out or they don't want to have anything spoiled. They want to be able to be in the discussions and whatnot. So they're going to stay up all day, all night and finish this thing in 36 hours and and yeah. be done with it. If you do that, that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but please then go read it again slower. I, and that's how I intend to do it. Mm -hmm. the next time like wait, it took me 11 days i want to triple that at least um and just just sit in the book a little longer mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah so and so i think that's why you said the rankings may change on rereads yes because that's where it sits for us now yes and the other thing is the experience you know it's like when you go back and reread these other ones this your first for me the first read is always just the wanting to know what what is happening? Give me, I want the plot line. I want to get, you know, to point A, B and C. And I want to know how you're going to resolve what you've set up in this past thing. And now that I know I can go back and take a little more time in the rest of it. What we, people who love the Cosmere generally do, you know, they're, they're watching for Cosmere things in their first read, but it's usually the subsequent where you start spotting those pieces and, and enjoying that more. And I think that's going to be more so how, this book is treated in the long run, especially for me, yeah. um, is that being able to enjoy those moments. And uh, I will also say, affecting the reading there, Sanderson makes some choices with some characters that frustrate you, or at least frustrated me, I should say, that frustrate me. Um, not because they're bad writing, not because they're anything, but because I care so much about these characters and it is really frustrating to face you know, certain characters and have them say certain things or do certain things and go... 
Why are we here, Brandon? What are we doing? Come on. <laughs> Why would you do that to me? Yeah. Um, but it's all, it all, he knows what he's doing. At, I never, at no point in time during this read did I ever go, he's, he's gone off the rails. He's jumped the shark. He's, he, he's lost the point here. So. Right. No, it's, it's still, it's still a Stormlight book. Yeah. So, no, it's, um, I, I guess that's, that's my, that's my problem with uh, giving the initial ranking of three out of four is people are going to think that, uh, that it's not good. It's good. You're going to love it. Don't worry. Yeah. I think, unless you don't. <laughs> uh, okay. But let's, let's talk about size, Ryan, which matters as they say, mm-hmm. how big is this book? Okay. How big is rhythm of war? I've got some paid or I've got some word counts for you. Okay. Let's start with um a, a giant book the lord of the rings do you know the word count of the lord of the rings i should you've told me about three times on episodes <laughs> Four hundred and eighty-one thousand words okay that's a massive book okay so that's our benchmark what is a, a regular doorstopper fantasy okay you know quote unquote regular doorstopper fantasy how big is it the name of the wind i would guess 275 300 no good guess 250 Mm. for the name of the wind okay and that's a big book you know a lot of you know you go to jim butcher or something like that you know dresden files those are popcorn books that are a hundred thousand words or less right Mm -hmm. anyway the way of kings and by the way they have gotten progressively bigger and bigger and bigger every single time way of kings three hundred and eighty-four thousand words so what's that ninety-seven thousand less than lord the lord of the rings so 384 for a way of kings Words of Radiance, 398,000 words. Oathbringer, 454,000 words. Hmm. Care to hazard a guess on Rhythm of War? 487,532. Pretty close if you count the, um, uh, what, what's the thing at the end? Ars Arcanum. Yeah. Uh, no, but if we take, if we subtract the Ars Arcanum, it's 462. That's my estimate. Okay. Um, so that, that should be pretty close, but, uh, it's still an estimate. 462, 462. It's an additional, call it 10,000 words bigger than Oathbringer. I know, I, I, I just, I know he can't go too much bigger because they were literally pushing the edges of being able to print in a single novel <laughs> well, on Oathbringer. So, uh, yeah. So I, I have, I have thoughts and feelings on that particular quote-unquote problem uh, you know whatever any religious people out there who have ever read uh like a copy of the bible with the rice paper that's Mm -hmm. you know millimeter micrometers thin like yeah yeah, you can you can pack a lot into a a binding (laughs) (laughs) but it does play into the experience with reading it and most of the time what i tell people is you know physical books are special you have the book in your hand it you know you have to sit down you're not it it doesn't have notifications at the top of the page for Mm -hmm. you to pull down you know like on your phone or your tablet or whatever um physical books are special however (laughs) the nature of these books and this one especially is that you know please buy the physical book support brandon you know make him richer i you know I, i want I want two theaters on his property shaped like various airships from his books, right? That's fine. No, support your, your, support your favorite authors. Um, but buy the physical book, read the ebook. Okay. Okay. 
because with an ebook you can change the, the font size, you can change the typeface, you can make it into the experience you want. So if you mm-hmm. have a Kindle, especially if you if you have a Kindle Paperwhite or something, um, it'll I promise it will make it more pleasant because it was tough to read the physical book. It just was. So I, I had to deal with other issues on there the are, end. <laughs> there are essentially no margins, tiny print. The line spacing is almost non-existent. You know, it's they did the best they could. I'm I'm not uh, I'm not you know saying they should have done anything different. They they did what they had to do to print a book. Uh, I'm just saying that the e-reader experience would be much better. I think that also fatigue. I mean. If you're the person who carries your book around all day, <laughs> carrying around, problems. yeah, carrying it around on your phone or iPad's probably a lot nicer than carrying around that, you know, four or five pound paperweight. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so Ryan uh, Lammy Lammy Lambs would like to know what character would you like to see get a novella next after having read Rhythm of War? Okay, so table setting here we had edge dancer that came after words of radiance i want to say yes it was prior to oathbringer prior to oathbringer we got edge dancer that was about lift now we have wander sail dawn shard dawn shard that wander sail is the name the name of the ship in dawn shard (laughs) okay dawn shard dawn shard which is about risen Risen. Mm -hmm. uh and and we'll come back to that in just a moment now that you've read rhythm of war is there a character that you would like to see get that yes and i feel a little bit bad about saying this there's two characters i want to get i want novellas and i know at least one of them is getting it uh rock okay yeah i want rock to to get it so yeah that doesn't count because we already know he's getting one Mm -hmm. so i need you to be more novel and interesting (laughs) uh relaine oh okay relaine nice i think that oh that's a great choice he would make a great uh character Uh, even if even if we go back in time and deal with his, you know, early bridge four days or something like that, I, you know, seeing it through his perspective and his eyes, knowing a little bit more about him, I'm not necessarily saying that that's what I want from it, but I'm not against the idea because his would be such a fresh perspective on the events we've already been through. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, I accept that's a great answer. I don't know if I have a, a, a very good answer to this question. I asked it, but I didn't answer it on, on my little uh, note sheet here. But um, I have others, but uh, well, I mean, obviously, we would all love to get a novella for uh, wit, right? The wit novella would be really something, wouldn't it? Yeah, we'll get a whole series of that later. <laughs> no, I think uh, if you want to have a different feel of a novella than what we've had before, um, actually going into and doing a, a novella of Mraes and the Ghost Bloods. Oh, man, that would be good, wouldn't it? I don't think you can do it until you do until there's more revealed about the Ghost Bloods, but. Yeah, I think uh, I think that has that could be a potential because that's a group that you could follow well. Um, you can follow. I'm not super interested, but some of Teravangian sidekicks, sure, cronies. You know, you sure. could potentially pull one off there. So the thing about the novellas, I know that they serve a purpose in expanding the lore behind mm-hmm. all this stuff. They they expand the magic system and the the mythology and all that stuff that goes on to help these books. If I got a novella, if if Brandon was like, "All right, tell me what you want, and I'll write that," then it wouldn't it wouldn't be for that. I would simply want character vignettes mm-hmm. um, that that are 
utterly disposable as far as the main plot and the main story goes, but that that just kind of deepen your affection for whatever character. Mm -hmm. Teft. Oh, yeah. I want a Teft novella. So his especially like his uh we learn a little bit um throughout all four books about kind of where he came from and his time before the army his time in the army and mm-hmm. um obviously the bridge crews and all that uh i want i want teft that would be a good one you can go if you go back in time you can use just about any of the bridge crew but i think they're pretty connected in the main storyline now yeah yeah all I right mean, lopen so- would be just a comedy <laughs> the whole time. I, I mean, let's be honest. Uh, what, not Wander Sale. What's it called? Don Shard. Don Shard. Don Shard is as much a, a Lopen novella as it is a Risen one. But uh, anyway, we'll get to Don Shard in just a second. Last question from the listeners. I think this will kind of wrap it up for us. This will be a little bit of a shorter episode, but I think people will forgive us because it's it's literally painful. Ryan said yeah. something a couple of minutes ago that made me almost tear my own arm off so i could beat myself to death with it uh, (laughs) because it was so painful to not say something about something that happens in this book okay anyway last question from bradster is after reading rhythm of war uh, with one more book left in the first set of five do you see a finish line in sight or is there a lot more that needs to be explained for book five yep there's a finish line there you have it folks (laughs) uh I, I, with the thing is like, I would love to expound more on this concept because it is something that I'm really excited to talk about is the, the finish of the five here that we have in there. Uh, but there is, there is a finish line that you can see and that is all I can say about it. Yeah. So basically what we're saying is please, for the love of God, subscribe to the podcast, at least for the next couple of months (laughs) until we get our rhythm of war episodes out. Make sure you're subscribed. Uh, we'd love to have you with us. And by the way, this is not the end of the episode. I know I usually do this at the end, but I will say also, if you enjoy d- the discussions around these books, then please join our Discord. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find that. Uh, heck, email me. Go to our website and email me or find me on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, and I will give you a link. Go to our Discord, join the Discord, uh, and it is... Um, it is a wonderful place to discuss these books. Everybody is very careful about spoilers. Kiptan rules with an iron fist. So, um, <laughs> you know, no no spoiler fears there. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. You will adore it. Okay, Ryan, let's talk about that novella. Not actually about the novella, but let's talk about how we're going to talk about the novella and when. So this is, ladies and gentlemen, a live look into a planning session for the Legendary Podcast. What are we going to do? For uh, this uh, this thing that is not called Wandersale. Don Shard. I am so confused. Okay. <laughs> I, I've read it. I just can't remember the name of the stinking ebook. Order. I have not. So. Oh, you haven't? Not yet. Oh, wow. I know. It's, I am, it released. I got the email. I literally opened it up, the email immediately from the backer kit set up. I downloaded it to my iPad and my phone and everything. I'm like, I am going to tackle this right now. And then I did something that I am not usually inclined to do. I chose to be an adult and I worked on some uh, voiceover projects that I had been working on instead of reading <laughs> and I haven't picked it up yet and I, it is driving me nuts. And so it, I won't make it through the end of the week without having read, having right. read it though. It may be read by tomorrow depending yeah. on what my work schedule it looks is- like. By the way, you read at a pace of about two two hundred and fifty pages a day of yeah. uh, of 
Rhythm of War, this is only the equivalent of 140 of those pages. Okay. So yeah, you can you can finish it in one sitting. Okay. Took me three. So <laughs> I, I was kind of taking it easy a little bit. Um, anyway, so as far as what we will do for discussing it, it will be a separate episode. We will definitely talk about Don Shard on its own. There's plenty there to munch on. Um, especially from a lore perspective, but also from a character perspective. There's some very interesting things that happen in it. So if you haven't read it yet, it has been released now. So uh, please do go and read it and make sure you're subscribed to our show so we can all have a great time talking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, That does bring up just really quick as a note. I think all of you Cosmere, Cosmere Knots. Cosmere Knots, yeah. Cosmere Knots, whatever. uh, Brush up, give yourself a good reminder before you go in. It's, this, it's well worth it. I dare I say it? Uh, if you got kids in the car, shut it off. But this is Rhythm of War plus Dawn Shard. Either of them separately, but definitely both of them together. This is a a Cosmere Hunter's wet dream. Hundred mm-hmm. <laughs> percent. Oh my gosh! Are you going to just get a bunch of stuff thrown right at you? It's amazing. So, uh, all right, Ryan, we feeling good? Yeah, I I actually feel I I don't feel the same way as we did coming out of our last spoiler free episode. What so. was our last spoiler free episode? It was the Lightbringer. It was uh, Burning White. Burning White. Okay, because that went so poorly, we had no idea how to talk about it without spoiling it. Oh man. Um, yeah. Hopefully, this gives people a flavor of what to expect, and hopefully, we didn't. I mean, I know we didn't spoil anything specific. I'm so excited for everybody to read it. Yeah, I'm really that. That's the biggest thing from this is I'm just in here going. I want to get everybody in here and we want to talk about this book in yeah. full spoiler mode. Yeah. Um, Todd is going to squeal, literally squeal. Yeah. Like a pig uh, as we discuss these book, this book. So um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Again, I hope people stick around. If you enjoy what we do, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash legendarium. Please find us on Discord. If you need a link, find me message me i will send you a link uh, i'm i'm also on instagram i forgot to mention that one somebody asked for me for a link on instagram and i gave it to him there so hopefully we'll have a new website up and running here pretty soon and yes. so there's a connect portion of that where you can find all of our social media and connect to discord reddit facebook instagram everything twitter all that stuff indeed uh, and the next full episode that we do will be ryan our 300th episode Wow. So, by the way, that's our 300th numbered episode. We've actually probably done like 400 plus, but I don't yeah. know. Um, anyway, but our, our episode number 300 is coming up next. So, that is, a, as is tradition, when we reach a, a nice round number, 100, 200, 300, it will be um, horribly self-serving and congratulatory and, you know, masturbatory and all of the, the things that um, that you've come to enjoy from our 100th episodes. It's 300 i think we're going to be required that all of us come in loincloths with drawn on abs and spartan shields <laughs> and we do everything uh, in that style in the spartan style <laughs> facebook live everybody <laughs> all right thanks for listening and we'll see you for number 300